2: Good Monday morning. Uh, welcome to Squawk of the Street. I'm Carl today with Jim Cramer and David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Futures are red on this Halloween. We close out October today with the Dow on track for its best month since the 70s, up 14 percent. Lots to keep us busy. Fed meeting, Jobs Friday, a lot of travel, consumer and tech earnings. A romance begins with stocks eyeing these October records as futures do point to a lower open. But as we said, Dow poised to clinch its best month in decades.
3: Plus, there are new China COVID curbs, and they are affecting Apple, Disney, uh, gaming companies. iPhone output from one of the world's biggest factories, in fact, could reportedly slump as much as 30% next month. And Emerson Electric uh, doing a fairly large deal. It's selling a majority stake in its climate tech unit. That to Blackstone. The overall value of the unit now, $14 billion.
2: Let's start with the markets this morning as we wrap up a strong October for stocks. Jim, the Dow stack gets a lot of attention, but best October since 1901, barring some disaster today.
4: But I sent a piece out to I do a Sunday night piece for investment club members. And I said the tech tyranny is over. It's done. No longer will we be hostage to a, a dozen companies that are outsizing growth. And those are now shared donors to a lot of companies that, frankly, buy back stock, and don't have stock-based compensation. So I think that this is a, a pause, but bears don't get excited. Uh, and Mike Wilson's not excited for the bears. So, uh, David, one of the things that's happening is uh, take your Emerson deal that you mentioned, okay? Emerson doesn't have big stock-based compensation. Emerson doesn't if you inflate the world. You know, you look and see they hire, hire, hire. Emerson is a lean team. And something like this truly matters particularly because if you take a look at inflation peaking, which is what Mike Wilson is saying, it makes a great case for Dow Jones stocks and the like. And the like. And the like. And the like. Ex- Emerson's the like. And explain why. Well, because what we're having is companies that already knew how to fire, companies that never hired back, companies that, are, that really understand like uh, when, when you speak to some of the of the industrial companies like Jim Umpelby from Caterpillar. I mm-hmm. to it was probably doing something downgraded today. I mean, they've been waiting for this moment. It's very strange. The industrials have been waiting for the moment. The tech companies have been caught completely blindsided. They were in still, still in hiring mode going into this quarter. A lot of the hiring, just so we know, was not done in the months of June, July, August. The hiring was done May, April. And now it's very hard to fire people that you just hired. But that's what's happening right
3: now. Coming off uh, what was not a good week, Carl, for uh, for the earnings for most of those companies you're looking at. Let's Well, Netflix was a couple of weeks back. That was right. pretty good. Apple was fine. But then those other three, all last week, uh, not well received. And yet the market powering ahead anyway, yeah. given that yeah. rotation that Jim's talking about.
2: Uh, we're about halfway through earnings a little bit, maybe two-thirds if you're looking at um, er- uh, reports by S and P earnings in dollar terms uh, and missing by about a percent. It'll be about the third quarterly miss since the uh, great. G- the again, again,
4: heavily influenced by tech, uh, by particularly by big cap tech, and I, I think we'll look back and say it was the twilight of the isle, of uh, you know the idols. You have these companies, five hundred billion to a trillion, with the exception of Apple. We'll go to that in a second. Uh, that, frankly, got very overvalued, even though we thought that their PEs were shrinking, David. It turns out that the, that the estimates were too high. And then yeah. we have a whole nother. group of I mean, of some company. of
3: the numbers, though, to be fair, like an alphabet, the multiple, which, of course, many had said prior to the latest earnings
4: was very low, okay, I, remains very low. I'm glad you mentioned alphabet, because there I think they got caught. I think they were hiring, and they realized, wait a second— Things are slowing. They hired uh, 12,500 well, I mean, people during the quarter. Just, you can't is, just. Well, those are not warehouse jobs,
3: jobs, by the way. Did. No
4: offense to Amazon, which hired it, hundreds of thousands. I, these are high-paying jobs. I think you're going to see a level of discipline that's going just of these ones that I do think Amazon's going to get religion. I think Alphabet's going to very quickly get religion, and that that's the one that you should not sell. I think that they did buy. Uh, you know, they hired a lot of people. I think they regret it. And people are selling it now. Carl, they're selling Alphabet because others are selling it. And they're deciding that they didn't make inroads in cloud. I think cloud it does cost a lot of money. YouTube is good. It's a strange piece about Roku today, in correlation with, 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 with YouTube. But oh. I, I, I think that Alphabet is a company thats uh, that's got the ability to switch the discipline and will do so. I, Amazon, I think, wants to. But holy cow, they have like... They have to have a firing squad. I mean they have 500,000 too many people.
3: They hired a, a prodigious number of people during prodigious. the course of COVID yeah right in hundreds and hundreds and they, of and it's very
4: hard to lay off Carl I mean if you want to lay off 25,000, you can do a reduction in force. It's not good, but if you try to this, this Amazon is very much like when my dad was in World War II and they had you know, they had millions of people all over the place. And they were suddenly not in the Army anymore, except for they're not the Army. They have to deal with letting people off. And there were 800,000 that they hired, which is an Army. And I think they probably have maybe 600,000 too many.
2: Well, maybe that's why, uh, for jobs (laughs) Friday, Morgan Stanley's looking at a one handle, right? 150.
4: You know, I have to salute Morgan Stanley. Well, a lot of it is, is, I don't know Mike. Uh, he does really superior rigorous work. And, he, and now I look, some people just said that he, he even admitted, it. people said, listen, I know you think my call's from left field. There's also a lot of technical analysis. And yet I've got to tell you, all these analysts who are poo pooing that, believe me, underneath in their drawer, they have, a, <laughs> they have charts. And they realize that Mike Wilson is a pro, and that's a very good piece. He still puts, of course, a lot of emphasis on what the Fed does. Yeah,
2: it's a good note. He talks about his call being a, a double breaking putt meaning, yeah, we could go to 41.50 right. uh, as the Fed pivots, but he's by no means bullish on fundamentals next
4: but, year. But, you know, he, I, some people think he's getting it both ways, that he's trying to get it both ways. David, I think that this is a man who called a remarkable rally uh, even the, uh, based on the fact that he just felt that inflation has peaked and it's going to go precipitously. But a precipitous decline in inflation to him means that there's going to be a lot of bad earnings. I'm not sure about the second. I'm just not. Well, that's where a lot
3: of the debate comes down right. in terms of what the S&P earnings for 2023, for example, will be, and therefore what kind of a multiple. Even if we don't go down in multiple, what are you going to get? Because if you get $200 versus the 220 that many are out there with, and the people I speak to who are not constructive on the market, that's, they just simply say we are not factoring effectively in the, the real slowdown that is yet to fully occur. This is
4: the 3,000 club, I call. It. The S&P is going to 3,000. Uh, I think that's hard to do. I think that you can have part of the S&P diverge to an extent that, we're, uh, that we haven't seen, uh, which is the large cap stocks. Uh, but I don't think that when you look again, I, I, let's take a T-Mobile. You know, T-Mobile is now investment-grade company. t mobiles going to do a buyback. David forever mentions the size of T-Mobile, mm-hmm. which I think is important. It and is. that stock's down today for why I mean, you know, Mike right, Siebert But it was, it was up
3: sharply the, uh, no, but I'm on, saying, on, on Friday that's, that's after probably the earnings. Thing.
2: Yeah.
4: yeah. That, that, that's not the kind... I'm trying to pick stocks that I just say, don't fit that thesis, that you could have an overall... That different. there's going to
3: be a slowdown in
4: earnings. Exactly. Right. right. So I think that we have to recognize, first of all, that... This is a profoundly different market. This is a market where Microsoft, I think you might agree with me, David, Microsoft is conceivably overvalued if cloud is in the sixth inning. Right. And I think the people I talk to about cloud are very much aware that while there are new apps coming out, the whole idea that we're early in the cloud is now over.
2: Yeah, well, we're gonna get AMD midweek. Uh, we'll we'll yeah, learn I'll some more about Lisa that. I'll have
4: Lisa I think that when you go back over Intel, Intel was a surprise this week, but I'm putting Intel into the uh, not as horrible I don't know what the acronym would be here. Not as horrible as we thought. So therefore, it's okay. Maybe we can come up with an acronym. (laughs) I don't have one on the tip of my tongue there.
3: That could. Yeah, it's a bit of a mouthful, that one.
4: Meantime, David, the meme people are back. Now, isn't that just great? Isn't that what what are they back on? They're moving bed, bath, based on nothing. They're moving GameStop based on nothing. Oh, really? The old names. And AMC in particular, based on nothing. But you know what? They have their day in the sun, and it's today. Only today? Well, I mean, we're in kind of a brutal market. it fundamentals it's, matter. It's not quite what it
3: once was. <laughs> exactly. I think well, the fundamentals 4% matter. Four percent on Bed Bath at a four dollar stock is not exactly light in the world. No, it's on not fire. Like
4: GameStop up ten percent on absolutely nothing. But they, I, I think those people's ranks are thinning. Now Amazon's ranks are thinning, and the uh, memesters' ranks are thinning. It, they should just go into Kramer Coin or whatever it is. <laughs>
2: Meantime, Apple's uh, lower in the pre-market. Reuters is saying that iPhone production uh, could slump by as much as 30% at a Foxconn factory next month due to some of the tightening COVID curbs in China. Foxconn makes about 70% of iPhone shipments globally. June, we got a Disney, Shanghai Disney, shut. Right.
4: Uh, Now, the question was, and I was going to call them, but but I like them. Do people spend? You know, the rides stay the open. The rides actually they do be continue like even for more those spending, who are locked in. Now, China continues with this policy. Obviously, she cannot now admit that the policy is wrong. And he doesn't have the reverse, his own reversed MRNA. Uh, China, when I spoke to Tim Cook on Friday, it was, of course, pre-to Foxconn, he reminded me that they have many different sources. This might, if this is a 14, actually might make the 14 more scarce, doesn't mean people can raise price. T-Mobile gives a lot of people four, uh, 14s. Verizon frantically. You, Verizon numbers were really horrible last week. Uh, They're horrible, David. Y-
3: yes. Looking again, just changing course for a minute, as you mentioned, T-Mobile quite strong. AT&T had a very good Ver- quarter. And Verizon, but is it, and it's reflected in the stock prices. But Verizon's go, down you know, 28% for the year. As we pointed out many times, T-Mobile with its 30% Increases uh, increase is far and away the leader in terms of market cap right. size. And AT&T uh, is flat on it the year, me. which is a great performance given me. the S&P. Yeah.
4: Now, Apple, let's just go over. I, mean, I spoke to Tim Cook on Friday before yeah. the quarter. One, he said, if you try to make any sort of judgment based on suppliers, you do not understand how we work, which I think would even be that. And the second is, that was the one that delivered a great quarter. The trading after, where the stock was down 8 had to do with bad reportage. People who literally looked at the stock and then said it's doing poorly. And I want to warn people at home that the best way to lose money with Apple is to trade it. Well, trade it when it's after hours, is what you're saying. Trade it at in all. general. All right, but the stock
3: was up sharply on Friday. Right. So but I'm though, saying, I mean, a bit of this may just simply be a retreat from that significant gain true. it had that's on true. Friday. It may not even be but, related to these reports of people fleeing. You agree?
4: But one point, backward. the stock was down nine. And it was based on the fact that it had been down eight, right? which was then based on the fact it was down seven. This is the kind of value subtracted that I've seen with Apple pretty much since it was at five. And I, one of the reasons why I always say, I own and it don't trade it, is that it's possible to go down 20 and it still may be good value. Meanwhile,
3: you've been promising what? me that the COVID restrictions were going to go away once she got his third term, and it hasn't
4: happened. Well, you know, she and I just don't have that kind of relationship <laughs> that I have with Musk. Ah. <laughs>
2: You haven't gotten through to his people yet? No. Okay, you haven't let no. them know your whole plan the th- on the my vaccines. Guy, my you guy, had like
3: six different plans on the vaccines My for them guy too. was the guy who was escorted.
2: Oh,
4: he was. That was, was my Tau guy. was your guy? Yeah. I mean, he and I were tight. As tight as
2: Joe Tsai. What happens first? You get your Disney park in New Mexico or you get China to open? Yeah. What plan is going to be the adopted first by somebody? In my
4: New Mexico Disney park happens. Anything. I'll, I'll put the I'll even give you my two tickets to Sunday's Phillies game. Well I have no interest in going <laughs> to that game. Say, oh. David's
2: like you can keep those. Yeah. Keep then how
4: those. about uh, my tickets to uh this to the Thursday night Eagles game. Now you can keep those too. Which aren't even home. All right. It was
3: another it was back to normal for New York football yesterday. Felt much And, and back
2: much to normal for Philly football.
4: <laughs> yep. This oh that's right that it, it turned out that um the, the Jets don't really have a quarterback? Yeah. You see, the, yeah. Seahawks turned out to be a better team than me. Yeah. See, they That's have right. this quarterback. His name's Geno Smith. And it's honestly <laughs> named after, I thought, Geno Stakes until this weekend. We never no, should I've, let him
3: go, can I tell you.
4: I don't like to talk too much sports because just, all it is is just to rub it into everybody's faces. Yes. That's not the kind of guy no,
3: not, no, 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 no. No, you're not that guy at all. But, no. Well, uh, Thankfully, those COVID restrictions have really loosened up in China. <laughs>
2: Speaking of the eventful weekend in sports, uh, an eventful weekend for Elon Musk and Twitter, as you probably know. Uh, we'll get a breakdown on that straight ahead. We'll get to a number of downgrades today. Amgen, Honeywell, Caterpillar, Paramount, AMD, Keurig, Dr. Pepper, when we come back.
0: What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need.
3: But, you know, uh, with Twitter no longer being a public company, one might have thought we wouldn't be talking about it anymore. But we will. We'll keep talking about Twitter because, of course, we cover business, and business sometimes involves companies that are private. I agree with that. Man, uh, people love covering Twitter, and they love every little thing that's going on right now as this key transition period uh, is taking place where Elon Musk is obviously in full control of the company. It's his company. Spent a lot of money to buy it. He's got a couple of his deputies trying to figure out exactly what the proper staffing level is and who should be there and who should no longer be there and what the service should be and how it should change. And there's going to be a lot of reporting guys on this, but none of it means anything at this point because we simply don't know. um, And we've got to kind of wait. One thing we do know, $12.5 billion in debt. You have a fairly hefty interest payment to make uh, each year. And so he's got to make sure he's got some cash flow to be able to do that.
4: Look, I the what this situation where you might charge people to be verified.
3: Yeah, there's a report that they could charge as much as $20 a oh. month. I don't know. I mean, we're all fairly significant users of the service. I'm not paying Twitter more than I pay Netflix every month.
4: No, no, I'm not paying them minute. Any- they like, should pay me.
3: Exactly. You've got a million, yeah. whatever. We've so add up I, to millions of followers when between. It's like, why should I, we be paid?
4: I started the street, America Online came in, said, well, listen, we'll give you $2 million for a copy. And then a year later, Bob Pittman came in and said, listen, we're changing. Uh, you'll give us $2 million. <laughs>
2: and
4: I, I said, well, I, I, I guess so. So, no. Uh, well, it, they'll it, pay us. We don't pay them.
2: It does point, though, to the challenges he faces for a company that makes most, almost all of its revenue in advertising.
4: Yeah, and that's a bad model. He's got to come up with a new model. Is The ad model, is, as we saw even from Alphabet, is done because the advertisers are frantically trying to figure out what, where they get the ROI. The, the best ROI, almost everybody misses, is Amazon, which, by the way, had a good, they did have a good advertising. Well, Alphabet's ROI is pretty darn good, they too. Did not, it was not as good as expected for advertising. Okay. Um, particularly for travel.
3: But... Right, and YouTube was down 2% year-over-year, year, but crypto is a big was a big part of well, their yeah. advertising, I mean, and had... they stopped spending. Right. Um, but I, I don't mean... know what... I don't even know what you... I mean, Twitter is nowhere near just, just the just advertising platform that, that that Alphabet or
4: Meta are. Yeah, but the, I'm saying that it's got to come up with a new subscription revenue that's sticky, that people want. And I... Look, I'm not Musk. Musk has ways to think of things that I can't. Uh, but right now, I mean, I, I thought that the best way to was to find things to do with direct messaging, which was something that that Mark Benioff looked at when he was about to buy as CEO of Salesforce. He considered buying at $29 because he thought that it would fit very well into a mosaic of where people are buying things and what they want. And that, in other words, it was a part of a suite for uh, a cloud-based service to help people figure out what people want. And yeah. that is what... What must us do with it? There's nothing to do with any of these things. And that's what he has to do. He has, to, He's going to do this, as a matter of fact.
3: He's going to do what? Open he's, a theme park in New Mexico? You
4: know, <laughs> no, no he's going to change I'm, COVID in China. You know, if you want to, you can make fun of me all you want. Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't we will. It, it doesn't bother me. All I want? All you want. Oh, can I just go back? The idea was, okay, this, let's just be very clear. The idea yes. was Benioff wanted to do. Let's say all right. Let's say you have a software as a service model where you're trying to figure out what people want. There's no better product than Twitter to be slotted in. And when you went to find out whether there was something wrong, you could look at Twitter and quickly adjust. And it's that's what point. Musk gets. But
2: part. you know, because the the foundation of the product in the early, earliest days was about geolocation.
4: Exactly, geolocation right. and where you know you have something a Keurig number, something at in Keurig, you can get it right there. I mean. For a while, Ned Siegel was doing that, which was oh geez, they have H1N1 in in uh, in Williamstown. Let's very quickly get them uh, Clorox, uh, and Clorox would hire you. But that went by the wayside, as did many. But that's what Musk has to do, and I, if he does it, uh, not only I get no credit for it, but he'll charge. Me. Which
2: I think is funny. We're, we're going to talk. As David said, we're going to talk about it. Even probably more than any other private company we've oh, ever Most
3: likely, that is true. Yeah. Really? Yeah. More than the. the I wonder Pope about his public brothers, companies though, because he is so focused on Twitter right now. And I mean, I would never underestimate his abilities. But man, Tesla and like, SpaceX and Carl asked me
4: about GM, about car companies when they Friday. would just continue ads. And I said no, and, and then I, GM
3: said, I, so "Sorry, I'm we're for... suspending our now ads I'm on 0 Twitter." For 3
4: but I, you know what? I, I, there's a
3: lot. Won't it's, stop it's you from seven taking game, swings, it's, baby. Seven-game series. You are still getting <laughs> up to that plate,
2: and you are not taking pitches. Kramer's Mad dash and the opening bell coming up after a break. Don't go anywhere.
0: With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited two percent cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need.
2: Opening bell coming up in a few minutes. Take a look at the uh, pre-market gainers. Wynn's going to be at the top of the list. We'll talk about uh, the news of this uh, 6% stake from Tillman for Tita. Don't forget, you can catch us anytime, anywhere. Just listen to and follow the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. We're back in a minute.
3: Let's get to a mad dash with Jim uh, about two minutes before we get started with trading. Instead of a stock, you sort of want to talk more broadly here, and I think it's a good thing about natural gas, particularly in Europe, something we've talked about a lot as we head into uh, winter. Right.
4: Uh, Rusty Brazil from RBN Energy, who's been my best go to guy, really just revered in the oil patch, is talking about how if you think that the Russians are going to have the jump on Europe because they do, there's going to be a natural gas supply. The amount of natural gas that has been sent there, including by a company called Accelerate Energy, if you want to play it, is EE, is so extraordinary that they are now at 100 percent. They uh, have enough natural gas to last the winter. So those who think that, that once Russia digs in, uh, Europe will capitulate, do not understand the storage system that, that Europe has. So take that off the table as a reason, even in cold weather why the Russians right. are going to... And so re- far,
3: it's been warm, and so there has been no need for it as no. of yet, which sometimes, of course, there can be at this time of year. That has helped the situation now, a bit as well.
4: Remember, Greg Hayes said that anything that went, that went over Kiev or any other place could be shot down by Patriot. The U.S. has not authorized the buy of Patriot. But there is a war going on, and we have to, one, remember that, especially because of grain issues, but, two, that the big threat... Of, oh, they don't have enough natural gas is off the table.
2: Uh, pretty remarkable uh, adjustment by the Europeans in a very short period of time. Very
4: short, but you got to hand it to them. They've uh, done it right.
2: Uh, we'll wait the opening bell here on the CNBC Real Time Exchange at the big board today. Uh, ce- celebrating its listing via SPAC. It's Perfect Corp, provider of augmented reality and AI software as a service to the beauty industry. At the NASDAQ, it's chip designer Marvell Technology on the week, gym, where, as we said, the earnings, we're going to get a lot of Airbnbs and Marriott's, but I saw Qualcomm and AMD. Airbnb
4: will be really special because there's so much travel, and the app is very good. I will have Lee Kusura, and that's a pre-announced number. Qualcomm, um, I will see them. And Qualcomm is trying to diversify away from cell phone and going to, going to, uh, to auto. Christian is a very exciting figure. So I want to just, this is his fact. People to, to a spec that went up to uh, went up dramatically. It had been a public company; it went private. It's called Getty Images Holdings. The symbol is G E T Y. People got very excited about it. The stock went to 30, and it is now at five. And I put that out not to dim the, you know, not to tamp the hopes of anything that just came public, but to remind people what can happen to a legitimate company that is actually profitable. That's a SPAC. So let's be aware that even profitable SPACs have hurt our viewers tremendously.
2: Jim, you mentioned uh, Matt Dass, and you mentioned Brain over the weekend. Russia, Russia, obviously, not cooperating with the corridor. No. Um, and also, there's a new round of sanctions that will make it tough to have an insured ship take oil from Russia beginning tomorrow, And well, That
4: matters. Uh, obviously, President Xi has been, I think, a big reason, David, why uh, Putin has remained in power. Uh, I think it's a perilous time for Putin, not just for Zelensky.
3: That may be the case, but, of course, that also raises a lot of fears because...
4: What, what you corner Putin, erratic. what will he we do? Well, that's why I think the United States policy has been to play for a tie, not for win. The idea that a win would produce some sort of nuclear, uh, small-grade small nuclear, which I don't really think there's such a thing. But, I, look, I think we have to keep an eye on Russia, keep an eye on how China continues to do erratic things. Uh, Russia and China, if either one of them resolved itself, then you would get the Mike, Mike Wilson 4,200, uh, even if the Fed does something that's right. like what Goldman says. What Goldman says is actually, uh, Goldman's really come into the it's strong true. bear camp. They're doubling down on bearish. Yeah, over
2: the weekend, as you, if you missed it, uh, Goldman uh, is increasing. They see 75 this week, 50 next month, and then 25 in February, which would take you to uh, almost fi- peak 5% in March. Yeah,
4: and I think that one of the things that I like so much about Mike Wilson's piece was that he's saying that the stocks and the bonds have priced in too many tightenings. Now if that is the kind of thing that would make people to say, once again, I got to get in. I want David pointed out something, David, You really got to drill down this. The yeah. smartest people I speak to say S and P is going right to three thousand. Stop it, Jim. Stop saying anything positive. Yes. And I refuse to do that. Why? Because the animal spirits are are in the Dow. Now we know that Dow is out of but at the same time, it is filled with the kind of stocks that are doing well, the ones that bit the bullet and know how to fire. And firing comes, I'm not saying that they're uh, merchants of, of anger or, um, you know, they don't just sit there and think, wow, uh, we got to fire people. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not they're not Grinch.
2: It doesn't remind me of what, how to do it. of what Blankfein tweeted over the weekend. Seems everyone negative on the market with sticky inflation and so forth. Positives may be lurking, though.
4: Uh, Fed you know, pause. I've always been a fan of Lloyd. And Lloyd, let's get to the porterhouse soon. There, you watch there. He it there. He watches. Okay.
3: Sure, he watches. Why wouldn't he watch? He's retired. He's sitting home trading all day. That's if what he does. does.
4: Yeah, that's what he does. Well, oh, oh, Dave Spadaro from the Eagles. That's that what he good. does. He wore a very funny. But you're right. Listen, I'm wave. looking
3: through my notes here because I try and keep them. And it's you know demand destruction that's coming. It's not being uh, it's not being appropriately oh, valued by we, the market oh, at God. this point. Destruction from wage rates. Uh, the lack of wage increases. Uh, you know. Pricing power is going to go away. I mean, all these things. And earnings and guidance, therefore, have not yet been hit the way they should. 23 is going to be terrible. These are just some of the notes from some of the people you're describing. Well, I know. I'm getting this. They make a very strong argument. At the same time, given the arguments being made so often, you do tend to wonder. Well, I mean,
4: I was at yesterday's game, and there are people who come up to me. I don't even know. They'll say, you're way too bullish. I said, well, I'm anti-tech. No, but you actually think the market can go up from here. And I said, no, you see, the market has gone up a great deal, and you, were, you hated it the whole way. So you've lost your standing to even be in my face. Get the hell out of my face, you Pittsburgh Steeler joker.
2: Uh, well, well, we'll see. We got 7% of the S&P, 7% now with that 52-week high. That's the highest since April.
4: Well, there are some companies. Uh, look, can I just talk about a company, Eli Lilly? Now, Eli Lilly has a drug that is for diabetes and obesity. And David, people are doing that game. Remember the game where you check the scripts every week? And well, the scripts were good, the scripts were bad. That's a fool's game. The fact is, is that this may be the greatest selling drug of all time. I'm putting it right up there with Mevacor, which all me to Because you can lose 22 pounds. That's a lot of weight. People who are worried about their weight, You should do what diet and exercise. You add this to the mix, and David, we'll all live to 100.
3: Okay, that makes me wonder about the entitlement programs, but okay, New Mexico, 100, a hundred.
4: You're more (laughs) likely on
3: the hundred than anything else, probably. Yeah, you like that. Um, uh, Carl mentioned when you saw it there in terms of S and P gainers. Yeah, what do you think about uh, Tillman? Yeah, just real quick on this, um, you know, Tillman Fertitta, of course. Remember Landry's Golden Golden Nugget, no stranger to the gaming business. Takes a roughly six percent position in Win. It's a 13G, meaning it's a passive stake. Of course, that is the way that Elon Musk began in Twitter.
4: Remember that? <laughs> oh man, you too G? much. You too much.
3: Uh, which never should have been filed as a G. In this case, um, you know, what I'm hearing is, listen, he's not sure what he's going to do here, but I would point out McCormick and Schmidt and Morton's, both were once public companies that he took G's in, and then he ended up buying. I think um, Wynn's
4: there for the taking, to be honest.
3: Now, the, you know, another question would be, well, if he did decide he had real interest, he most likely he doesn't want anything to do with China, so do you split the business? And then it makes a lot more sense to a guy like him, uh, who's, by the way, also spent about a quarter of a billion dollars buying land on the Strip for what might be a new casino at some point. So This is the
4: China for free option you're talking so
3: about. So let's, you know, we'll wait and see. Stocks reacting to this, again, the stake uh, from Mr. Fertita. And from what I hear, we'll, we'll see. Assessing doesn't mean he's going to go in any one direction uh, at this point. Weren't you but, surprised, though? I, I was a little surprised, i sure. Well, I
4: know Steve Wynn. Uh, look, Steve Wynn's no longer no, active, Steve, obviously. Steve Wynn is no longer Maddox part of left. this. He's no longer, right. Uh, there is a, a, a tremendous, the assets in America are really great.
3: Yeah, uh, and it's really not a large, it's less than, you know, uh, it's a $7 million well, market my cap. My capital held on so, to a piece
4: of it, and we've been wrong, and I'm, maybe we'll be made right. Stranger things have happened.
3: We'll uh, we'll stay tuned. But for now, again, just a passive stake. But nonetheless, given his history, certainly bears watching.
4: I think Tillman's actions and Musk's actions are the polar opposite. Tillman quietly does great things, doesn't hype himself, happens to be very self-effacing. And Musk is just bad. Even that, Musk is
2: crazy. (laughs) Some people crave attention more than others. Right, right.
4: And Tillman, have you met Tillman? Uh, Yes, yes. I know Tillman. Kind of. You don't think he's a multi-billionaire when you sit down. there? No, he's a, he's a pretty down-to-earth guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just enjoy him immensely.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, you know, your conversation earlier about um, pricing versus volume reminds me of the downgrade of Honeywell today, Jim. Uh, it's Daiwa. They cut to neutral. Species um, down. Yeah, species I, downgrade. I, but their, their broader point is that margin improvement this year came because of pricing. We talk about this a lot. And if that goes away, the pricing part, then all you're left with is the lower volume.
4: Right, well, to be fair, it's a huge position, one of the large positions by Capital Trust. So we did let some go, right? So I don't want anyone to think I'm being two-faced. Uh, I, but Darius Adamchek told a great story last week on our air uh, about creation of new products and just the, the shuffling. He is non-stop, as was his predecessor Dave Cody. In getting the portfolio to be in keeping with the times, uh, I disagree with that pricing analysis. I think that Honeywell is doing a remarkable things in climate. Uh, aerospace is coming back. I mean, aerospace, people are looking for a way to play aerospace without having the, the fumbling nature of Boeing. And I don't think that's wrong. I mean, Boeing is a ver- Boeing's very hard to own This is stock, right?
2: And I assume related to it is the cat downgrade over at oh, that's uh, UBS. Another, on the heels I mean, of Friday, was it Friday we got I, I, the Deutsche?
4: I, I just watched Mad Money analysts. Jim Umbleby was on, the CEO. Does anyone remember that the U.S. government passed? Uh, David, how many hundreds of billions of dollars did they pass in infrastructure? A lot. And it's going to Caterpillar. Many hundreds of billions. It's going to Caterpillar. So, I mean, those people who are downgraded. are not looking at what Congress did in the—it was called the Caterpillar Act? What was it called? Was it called the, the, the well, Caterpillar and something? Well,
3: there was the Infrastructure Bill, and oh, no, then no, there was, was also the, the Inflation the... Reduction no, no, Act, oh, those were which both? were separate. Yes, uh,
4: One was for—right, one— he's Even, the, right. even was, the CHIPS
2: Act is going to require some, some uh, earth-moving. Uh, Without
4: uh, a doubt. Trump probably said, said on the show, I can't meet demand. See, I find companies that can't meet demand are not the ones you want to downgrade right here because you'll look foolish. And I don't think anyone actually sets out to look foolish. There's a buy truism for today. Thank you for that. Right. Thank you for we that. We have stocks um, down today, T-Mobile, Apple. These are profit-taking. You know, em- I think- Emerson is also yeah. actually yeah. down in
3: uh, uh, yeah. industrial. We mentioned Emerson earlier, but th- it's no merger Monday. We don't get a lot of those these days, but there is a deal and it's involving private equity, uh, Emerson and Blackstone. Uh, the Journal uh, had that story uh, given to them, but uh, it's a press release. Uh, Climate Technologies is what we're talking about. It's a business with about $5 billion in annual sales, uh, pre-tax earnings of a $1 billion. Yeah, sure, let's, let's give an ad to the Wall Street Journal there as well. Why not? Um, and uh, you can see Blackstone, though, stepping up here. It's a large deal being financed really. through, in part, direct lenders. We've talked a lot about them. Uh, Also a note being taken back uh, by Emerson. They're going to own 45% of what will be this new spun-off, standalone business uh, that will be owned by Blackstone, majority owned by them, 45% by Emerson. And then they're also taking in about $9.5 billion uh, in total. They're selling it at 12.7 times uh, this year's uh, EBITDA. Um, So let's call it almost the 13 multiple guys. Market, not particularly... uh, it's kind of non Can you go over
4: the financing and how it doesn't have traditional banks?
3: Uh, well, that's been the case for, for right. some time in, in certain private equity deals. We've talked a great deal about these direct lenders and how they can fill the gap oftentimes. This is a very difficult time in leveraged finance. We've mentioned, think of the Twitter deal. The banks are not selling down their commitments there because to do so would be to book a loss. They'd rather wait at this point, just keep it on their books. Uh, and so you do not have a lot of banks participating in the non-invest grade leverage finance business. Uh, but you still have a lot of direct lenders, um, you know, funds that have been set up to get some sort of a return. We're talking uh, Aries and uh, so many others. Remember, Emerson's there were 21 of them uh, that participated in the Avalara deal, uh, the go private there. Um, have you been from, following what the SEC's been
4: doing? From you Robert with Smith's these, uh, firm. Uh, uh, cross, cross boards. I'm sorry? Cross boards that people are on boards. What about it? Well, the SEC's examining board, uh, boards to see whether they have, uh, let's just say, too tight relationship with other companies Right. because of board members. Somebody watch because you get these private equity guys who are on the boards after this. Yes. And people are always suspicious that they're talking to each other. I imagine they have to be to some. Somebody. somebody watch. The SEC's mentioned it twice. It uh, Justice I mean, Department. Justice A Department. lot
3: of them are private companies. I'm not sure if that... It makes a difference. Well, I'm not
4: sure either. Yeah. I just know that the Justice Department doesn't like it. Anything that looks like collusion, because collusion means higher prices. And Justice Department wants very much to be involved in lowering prices. Uh, j needs that, uh, because there is, I don't think there's massive collusion system, but I think there's what, what's known as signaling, where one company in the industry raises price, and that's the signal that everyone should raise price. And J-PAL has to break that, and I think he is sophisticated enough to know that that's really at the heart of non-wage inflation. Interesting. Just a
2: um, movie business, Jim. We're going to get IMAX tonight. Uh, this downgraded Paramount making some noise over at Wells.
4: The Paramount noise, like, we're. it's done too well. It's time to go. David, did you read, it's done too well. How have you done in Paramount?
3: Yeah. Our call, I know. We can't f- no longer justifies premium multiple. Premium it does have a premium multiple. To it does what? to premium multiple or what? Uh, Warner, to, Warner, to, Warner to Brothers what Discovery the whole company backing that NBCU. It's got a premium multiple.
4: Oh, I know, but I'm saying the group. And re-
3: remember, you're talking here. I mean, free cash flow is basically just equal to the to the dividend payment. Which, of course, the dividend has to stay in there because
4: is a premium National model?
3: Amusements wants their dividend. Sherry us premium multiple
4: AMC, right? And premium, multiple well,
3: They're not in the same group. What, what, well, no, I'm, what are I'm, you talking broadening, about? I'm
4: broadening the group. Oh, you are, really? From <laughs> the, the people who
3: make the content to yeah. the people who show it?
4: Best Buy. <laughs> Best Buy. Part of, it. Part of the group. Premium, multiple, the Best Buy. It's per- amazing that Best Buy is doing so badly, uh, the stock, uh, and Dix is doing so well. It's just outdoor, people want to do cool things. Well, the,
2: well, the pricing in electronics right now is very tough, right? Very Sorry, tough. Very, very tough. I think we had one call downgrade a couple weeks ago based on deflationary trends. That's very big deflation, which
4: should be good. I mean, ultimately, you have Matt Boss's excellent piece today about all the companies that are doing well, that are discounters. The Fed's winning in retail. Fed's losing in wages. Fed's losing in industrial uh, price increases. But uh, it's just not the dollar, strong dollar's not benefiting them at all. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, we're all trying to figure out, Dave, where the Fed is in terms of. Winning versus losing. Where, where do you think they are? I
3: don't offer opinions on the Fed. I we'll, just listen to you.
2: We'll, we'll get a press conference on Wednesday. We'll, we'll learn a little bit more.
4: Yeah, well, do you have a, an opinion. Say, I, I on did. My top, I did have
3: opinions on inflation on some time back, opinion. and you and I disagreed on that. But I won't go into that
4: either. His mostly uh, his prognostics are about how I'm wrong with that. <laughs> yes. I can I can I can challenge you on things, but otherwise I, I won't. Well,
3: thankfully I don't. I, yeah, I don't take opinions. That's why you can't really. You
2: know.
3: <laughs> that's why. That's why. challenge sure me on my ties yes. and on my
4: choice in clothes, which you often do. I wish my father were alive. He said he offers opinions all
2: the time. You just don't. It's <laughs> probably it's a good way of putting. Good for pop. Uh, backing off at of thirty nine hundred this morning. Let's get to Bob Bassani. Hey, Bob. Happy
1: Monday. Uh, Last trading day of the rather extraordinary month. Uh, Two-year yields up, the dollar's up. That's usually a headwind for stocks. So we're down. We started 3 to 1, declining to advancing stocks. We were up on Friday despite those headwinds, but that was a little unusual. The problem today, it's really tech if you had to look at it. Most things are down. They're flat to down 1%, but tech's a little bit of a problem. Semis are a little bit on the weak side. Uh, metal's holding up better. There's your other risk-on group here. Banks are flat to down. Energy is up fractionally. So you see a little bit of a, a split picture here. But look at the mega-cap tech name. So you see Apple's down, Microsoft, Meta, uh, some of the semiconductor groups, uh, KLA-10-Core. AMD all down that's really the problem for the markets here continued profit taking new highs not really helping any it's rather defensive it's small groups uh United Health and the Dow only wanted a new high for the Dow group Campbell MetLife Washington Federal there's a whole smattering of uh, small and mid cap regional banks like Washington Federal which is in Seattle hitting new highs i wouldn't say there's a lot of direction here in the new high list uh, elsewhere uh, the question on the earnings is are, are the is the reevaluation of growth versus value finally occurring because we're really seeing some moves here. If you look at the fourth quarter earnings estimates, not third, fourth quarter, we see the very similar trends. Generally, the growth sectors are the ones where the earnings estimates are coming down. Technology, consumer discretionary, communication services. But even here, it's not dramatic. Technology only down 3%. There are people thinking it should be down a lot more. The estimates for what we call value sectors, these are usually associated with energy, industrials, healthcare, generally, are holding up a little bit better. So energy, of course, has been huge for many many quarters. It's going to be a little lower this quarter, only 62%. If you put up the next one, uh, industrials up 43%. This is from the third quarter, and you see healthcare and consumer staples down a little bit, but generally still holding up better than the growth sectors. So what's been happening? People have been seeing this. The estimates of growth, earnings growth for the for technology stocks starting to slow down. So they've been moving money into these value groups. So if you look at the, what's been performing this month, what's been outperforming this month, uh, it's been energy, industrials, uh, small cap, 600 doing really well in the S&P. Uh, technology is performing in line with the S&P 500. But again, value is outperforming growth this month. And the value guys are ecstatic and hopeful that the long-awaited re-rating uh, of uh, of growth stocks is finally happening. It's not quite clear. As far as where we are for earnings, just take a look. There are a lot of people who thought we'd be negative for the third and fourth quarter by now, and we're not. Uh, so we are still up, in fact, 4.1% for the S&P 500. Uh, and that's better than expected outside of technology. If you want one sentence for how the quarter's looking, Better than expected outside of tech is probably a fair X energy. We keep noting here energy is pushing up the uh, the average. uh, And if you exclude it, it's up three and a half percent. So the big question is, are are the worst of the cuts over or not? That's really the source of the debate. If you look at the fourth quarter, still up two point six percent. Twenty twenty three still estimates up six point two percent. So, Carl, this wholesale re-rating has not quite happened the big question, of course, is whether the Fed's going to keep its uh, interest rate uh, hikes continuing into 2023.
2: Carl, back to you. Thanks so much, uh, Bob uh, Chicago PMI was out a couple of moments ago. We'll show you that at the bottom of your screen. October coming in at 45.2 compared with 45.7 last month. We were looking for 47.2, so about a two-point miss, although prices paid uh, was higher. We'd like to take a look at yields there. Two-year, back to 4.5. Dow's down 180. Be right back. As we said, final trading day of the month, Dow down 237. But for the month, still a gain of 13.6 percent, which I think is still the best, at least since 87 uh, and about six points above the Nasdaq, which is about an 8 percent gain for the month. We're back in just a moment. Don't go away. Jim, what's on Mad tonight?
4: Uh, Got Republic Services. I, I happen to like the waste companies very much. Good, good Grommeter of the economy, and talk about the grommeter of the rich people, Brunswick. David, folks, I don't think there's anything more fun than having, uh, you know, kind of a little Boston Whaler. <laughs> what a great show!
2: Yeah, uh, and we're just gonna see you started. guys tonight, right? At the yep. Game? Yes. Swear <laughs> <laughs> the, the Phillies game.
3: Oh yeah, right. And the baseball season ended. I don't know what it. What is this you're talking about? I don't know. Um, I just think that Mets Padres was the last
2: game of the season. Journal's got a piece on how Philly's the epicenter of, of sports, period.
4: Well, it, Philadelphia is on cloud nine right yep. now. Yep. Someone asked the other day, how about the Union? And uh, and said, oh, the Union's are in ascendance too. No, no, that's a sucker.
2: <laughs> Jim, we'll see at 6 and maybe after uh, Bad Money, 6 p.m. <laughs> Eastern time. You've been listening to The Opening Bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street.